Boston Baddies. Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Gail. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, baddies. Welcome back. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Welcome back. Was Welcome that- back, everyone. Last week we were French. Last I wasn't French. Were we French last I week? I was French. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oui, oui. All right. Welcome back. I don't know why we keep saying that, but hello. Welcome Oh my gosh, I I feel like every podcast does that too, and it's kind of the worst. Well, if you guys are new, I'm Gail. And I'm Shannon. We already said that. We did. I am in a mood today because it's been raining. I know. All week. It's been like hurricaning. Well, Hurricane Lee Lee is making his arrival soon. He is arriving. Well, we hope not. We hope he pivots. I was at work last week, and there was a tornado where I work. Wow. Like an actual, what they call it a microburst. Did it touch land? It was, it felt like it touched something. I don't know because I was in the office. The power goes out. Lights are flickering. Wi-Fi's out. We look outside. We just see rain going sideways. It's so dark out. The sky went completely dark. We're seeing branches flying, like all this stuff. And they were like, don't leave. Because it's well, too yeah. dangerous. And finally, when it passed, we went outside, like, the security box where the security guard usually sits was completely flipped over. <gasps> yes. Trees completely down. One tree cracked in half. Furniture everywhere. They were, like, it literally furniture was flying around in the air. It was oh, so my. scary. And ever since then, I feel like it's just been raining. And I'm like, what is going on? Is this the end? Wow. I didn't even hear about that. I and know. that was in Massachusetts. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? That's cray cray. Pretty cray cray. But well, I know. It's it, been weird. I got to see you. I, I will say this weather does low key get me excited though. I know. Because like as much as I hate the rain, like I hate the rain when I have to go outside. But when I'm indoors, I'm all for it. I was just thinking that when when I was walking here. Miserable. Right? In my head, I, I was like this. Anger. Stinks. But I just know for a fact that when I'm in my apartment later and I'm under You're a blankie and I'm making my nightly hot cocoa with whipped cream on it, like I'm going to feel so cozy and happy that it's raining out. It is. And this past weekend kind of got me excited. Like I know, like I, know. I don't want to be that girl that's like, oh my God, it's fall. I can't wait. But like I, I can't wait like it's basically here and like we got a taste of sunday fun day this past weekend you said it things are basic for a reason though oh because they're good every girl freaking out over fall yes it's basic but it's basic for a reason because it's it's fun it's It's fun it's fun fun. i was talking to someone at work about this today she was like it's that first trip to home goods getting the fall decor i haven't done it yet (gasps) oh i I went to target i'm beside myself i'm so excited oh you went to target i bought like eight pumpkins oh see that's that's fun (laughs) i know it's so fun in the holly jolly spirit what were you saying though no it was just like you guys hosted football the first patriots game of the season you guys made buff chick dip we ordered what was it what did we order? You ordered. Um, well, I ordered Chipotle. Chipotle. We got smoke. Because you guys got smoke shack catered for the game. Um, I made my sister made pumpkin bread. It was fire. It was so good. It was gluten free, guys. This is Bianca found this mix. It's literally a mix, like not even from scratch, from Trader Joe's. So gluten free pumpkin bread. All you have to do is add butter, water, and that literally might be it. Maybe a little vanilla extract if you're feeling crazy. Or a chocolate chip. 
Or some chocolate chips. We didn't even add chocolate chips. You and you don't even need it. You put it into like a bun pan in the oven for 45 to 50 minutes. It tastes so good. Like I brought it, I made more like a few days later because I had dinner with Janine for her birthday and I made it again for that. I brought it in so to my work friends and everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. I like didn't tell anyone that it was out of a box because <laughs> I was like, the, I was feeling really well, now validated. you're exposing yourself. I know, I know. I was feeling really validated in the moment. I really was like enjoying the praise. I just didn't have the heart. Well, the baddies deserve to know. You guys deserve to it know. It was so good. But you're right. It is, it is fun. You and I are not avid football girlies. And it's crazy because mm-hmm. people are always coming up to us and they're like, you guys seem like the biggest football fans. You seem so intelligent. <laughs> you know so much about sports. It's, it's, it's actually kind of insane. Surprisingly, we don't. <laughs> but hey, hey, Aaron Rodgers have, torn his whatever he toured, and he's likely ACL, out. I know. Yeah, I know. Thing you have that you had like a sporty shirt on. Oh, I wore my. We I told some, you my Abercrombie Patriots. Shirt. We had some friends over. We had um, Michael's family over, which was so much fun. And we just, you know, we watch the games. And I honestly, even though I'm not a football person, there's something about watching football with like a group people that you love. A good sized crowd, like I'd say like eight to 10 people. It's just like you, it's time spent together because you're like watching the game, but you're just like spending time with people, like telling stories, and it is cozy. I will say, I am sick of the betting though. It's only like one weekend, and I'm like, can we, can we chill? Like, spend that money on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spend it on me. It's called reallocation. Yes. Reallocation. Well, no, I don't even want the money that. But what's the return on investment? Oh. When he's spending his money on you instead of sports. That's what I want to know. Oh, I guess like your love girl and attention girl math. (laughs) Okay. But I don't know. I agree with you with the betting. Also the thing about betting two things about men and betting that drives me a little experts in both. (laughs) I'm an expert in betting men in football. (laughs) Like put it on my tombstone. No, thanks to Brandon. So the first thing that bothers me is that, yeah, I have gone actually undefeated. Thanks to him. <laughs> okay, we have a friend. Um, He is so, like, he just, like, knows everything about sports. Like, yeah. so smart. And every now and then I'll text him and be like, give me a sure thing. <laughs> and he'll give me, like, a, I don't know, a pick. What, what? You <laughs> don't like, even, a parlay. He'll give me, like, something to bet on that is always going to hit. And it's like, if there's ever a time where I'm like, you know why I want this. I just want a quick 50 bucks. I want a quick, <laughs> no, it'll be like $300. <gasps> yeah, and I've never lost with Do his. you give him 10% like Chris Jenner? Oh, no, I just ask. <laughs> <laughs> It's like every Brandon, I'm going to give you 10% if you give me picks. It's like our special. I'll literally text. If you look at our text chains from the last two years, because he's one of Michael's best friends. So like we only communicate through group chats. So anything between right. just me and him is give me a sure funny. thing. And him just like sending me like picks. Oh, Michael. And then Michael puts them in for me and I do nothing. <laughs> so Michael and Brandon get 0%, 0% and you just reap all the benefits. Honestly, I think that it's like a. It's the least they can Brandon do. Brandon likes to know that I'm going for him for. <laughs> Going to him for the information. I think it's like a good. Uh, I don't even know how we got here. Just Sunday trying fun day. To la- land I the saw plane. you. I saw you a bit last week. I saw you I at Porto at the dinner, and then I didn't see you again until Sunday. Wait, I, I, I remember what I was going to say. Oh. The first thing that bothers me about men and betting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first thing that bothers me is they will always lie about how much they bet. They're always down. They're like, oh, like I want to put in one parlay for this. No, they're, they're putting in like 15 parlays. They have like three different sports bet, uh, books. They got kicked out of one of them because they <laughs> owe the guy too much money and they like changed their name and their identity and moved to a different like state to avoid having to pay how much money they owed. 
There's like the other guy who's like trying to make it from their hometown. <laughs> They're on all these like different sports books and it's sketchy. And then they tell us like the very surface level. Like if you're, if you start dating a guy and he is like kind of, you know, it's been like six, seven months and he's kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm every now and then I'll put in a bet. But then like every Sunday his eyes are like, he took like three Adderall and he's like watching like every <laughs> single screen and like on his phone, like sweating frantic. Like this man's is like betting. Did Michael you make think. you download DraftKings like Mr. Man made me? No. Wait, you have DraftKings? Oh, well, so when it first can't... came out, oh, he wait. made me download DraftKings and he was betting on my phone. Okay. So we could bet. I don't remember. M- on Michael, both phones. Didn't you get like a certain amount of free money? Yeah. 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 So that's the number one thing that bothers me because like I know I'm being lied to. Just <laughs> hit me with it. How bad is it? It's not my money. Like I don't care. But that's the no. First. What's what's my what's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. Okay, that's that's <laughs> beautiful. Um, the second thing that bothers me is that they will only ever tell you about their wins, but never their losses. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, like, but you know when they lose. Yeah, they're like, that's Ugh. true. But like whenever you're out and it's like a big group, everyone's like, oh, won five grand last week. It was sick. But they're not telling you about like the ten grand they lost <laughs> yeah. the week before. And it's like you think I'm like all of my our guy friends mm. should be multimillionaires because they're just <laughs> constantly winning. It's it's. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And then it's like, they're all net negative. Oh, lifetime negative. It's not true. Yes, it is. It's definitely (laughs) true. But ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Anyway, how was your wedding? You went to a wedding in New Hampshire, right? We went to a wedding in Plymouth. Is that New Hampshire? No, like the Cape. Oh, we're near the Cape. Is it near Falmouth? Yeah. Oh, I feel like (laughs) I I always forget you're from all I know is like, the Cape, and which like, I guess is and Plymouth. Not the Cape. I know Chatham well, like, and Orleans and like Boston. Plymouth is South Shore. It's like towards okay. the Cape. Okay. We went to a wedding. Um, it's actually, it's so cute. So two of our really good friends from college, Nikki and Nick, they started dating like a few months before me and Michael did. Freshman year of college. So it was like, I think they met the first week. Like first week freshman year, they met each Damn. other. And they've been dating ever since. And... They got engaged, I want to say, like a little, a little over like a year and a half ago. So they got married this past weekend and it was just like, it was so cute and so perfect. And you know, those weddings where you're you're showing up and I mean, it's always fun celebrating two people tying the knot always, but there's definitely some moments where you're showing up and you're like, I'm not going to, not going to know a single person. I don't know what table I'm going to be at. I don't know who I'm going to talk to. This is one of those weddings. I was like, all right, like these are like the college group of friends I was so excited to see everyone like so excited to watch Nikki get married and like it was just it was so nice very sweet I love that I did not have a wedding this weekend oh. I actually did not much it was actually great yeah it was good I um took Caitlin out in the yeah, east well, that was cute because she, she moved into our building yes our friend Caitlin that we always talk about who lives in or lived in North Carolina in Charlotte. She finally just moved back after two years back to Boston. Yeah. It's like an episode of Friends. She's literally a couple floors above me. It's Isn't so that? Funny. I know. That's we were like, I'm, I'm honestly jealous. I wish we all lived in the same building. You still can. That's true. <laughs> can come we just, on we just move next week. It was it was so funny Wait, just that's walking like a fun back. Plan. We should make a plan to all try to live in the same, in the same building, building at some point. Because we, we kind of had that in Park Lane. Yeah, me and Caitlin were honorary roommates. Yeah, but like I kind of want that for realsies. No, I think that'd be so fun. I think Mr. Man and Michael refuse to live to each other, which is probably for the best. Yeah, but like I think we could be neighbors. 
I think it was really smart they never lived together. I agree. Like, I think you reach a point in your life where are you friends because you never lived together? Um, yeah, I don't talk to many of my old roommates. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's <laughs> tough when you've, like, shared a space together. And everyone's a little weird behind closed doors. Like, there's very few, like, oh, this person's just completely well, normal. Well, Mr. Man's just, like, an, a clean freak and, like, can barely live with me. Men are different. Men are predictable. <laughs> I feel like women, I guess, are different. Women are I different. Like, you and I, I'm happy we never lived together. Like, I'm not, but I am. Oh, I think it would have been fun. You think it would have been fun? Yeah. Yeah, it you're right. It would have been fun. I was watching a TikTok the other day, speaking of roommates. Not that this TikTok has to do with roommates, but it ties into my wow. roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a TikTok, and this girl lives in New York City, right? And yeah. she said that she has, like, a really good relationship with the guy that works at her bodega. Like around the corner from her apartment in the city. Yes. And she says, you know, every couple nights or whatever, she goes and she gets, you know, the Hue chocolate bars? Like the HU brand? Yes. HU. They're like. Wait, the ones at Trader Joe's? Like the huge like pound. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's it's like um it's like a it's literally just like cacao and salt. It's like all good oh, ingredients, okay. whatever. Yes, chocolate bar. If you saw it, you would know. They have okay. them at Whole Foods, I know that. Um but she goes in and she gets a chocolate bar every night. And I love I have a chocolate bar every night too. I love that for you. It's so fun. And so she was checking out their chocolate bar and she was like, you know, you really gotta stop letting me get these all the time. Like I shouldn't be having a chocolate bar like every night, like whatever. And he was like, okay. So she goes in a couple of days later. She gets a bottle of water and her chocolate bar. And she goes to check out. And he takes her water, scans it, and then moves the chocolate bar over to the side. And she was like, oh, no, I want that. And he was like, no. And she was like, no, I want that. And he was like, no, you told me not to let you get this anymore. Oh, and she was like, I was literally sweating. There's people behind me, like forming a line, like oh, listening what? to me, like trying to negotiate with the bodega guy. And he was like, no, you told me not to. And so she walked away without the chocolate bar. And she was oh. like, I honestly respect it. Like he was holding me accountable. And I was like, just thinking about like how nice it would be to have a roommate that would hold me accountable. Hold you accountable. For my snacking. I respect that so right. Oh my goodness. Like that is like in the moment you're so mad. Yeah. But she was like, oh, like, I was gonna cry. For, like Yeah. Cause what is she gonna do? Be like, give me the chocolate bar in front of all these people. That would like, be you, mortifying. Can't, you can't beg for the chocolate bar in front of a store full of people. I mean you can, but then at that point it's like maybe I don't need this. I always feel like I say that to Michael. I'm like, hold me accountable, hold me accountable. Right. But it's so hard because it's when your boyfriend, it's like it he's doesn't like, mean like, yeah, anything. I'll hold you accountable. But then when I'm sitting there like crying, being dramatic, he's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I'm like, no, like be mean to me, but also don't. And he's like, what is like, who are you right now? I know. They're damned if they do, damned if I they know. don't. I it, know. It is hard. It is hard. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, You had a PSA for the baddies. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a really rough week, folks. It's been bad. I've been like not myself. So... I actually don't know the latest on this story, so I'm very interested. I did. I did something stupid. I lost my passport. If any, if anyone out there is, like, trying to steal my identity, trust me, like, you don't want to. It's, <laughs> just give it back. Just give it back. Do you think so, that someone's doing this? No, I don't. I don't think. I think there's no one to blame other than myself. Okay. Because of the fact that, okay, so coming back from Paris, I have my passport. You know what? I'm trying to look at it positively. I'm thankful I did not lose my passport in a foreign country. That's good. Because that would be scary. So 
Coming back from Paris, I have my passport. We have a layover in Dublin. But then it's like this specific like international terminal. Or it's not in the international terminal. Like um, Aer Lingus isn't because it's in Terminal C. So I actually went through like U.S. Customs in Dublin, which every time I tell someone that they're like, that's not a thing. But I'm like, so your layover was in Dublin. Yes. So So layover in Dublin, they have you go through full customs, like full U.S. Customs asking what are you doing like in the U.S.? Like, what are you claiming? Like all that shit in Dublin. Went through all of that. Had my had to have had my passport, obviously, for that experience. Get through. Get onto the plane. I'm assuming I had to give them my passport again with my boarding pass to get onto the plane. I'm pretty sure I did. So I had it there. Um, had it on the plane. Get home that night. Was delirious. Don't remember anything. Did you need it again at Logan? No, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, they didn't check it when I landed in the U.S. Isn't that weird? Yeah, aren't they supposed to? Well, no, because Aer Lingus isn't in the international terminal. It's in Terminal C. So at Terminal C, it's like you get off the plane and you just are like, do-do-do, and we just went home. Because Is they that did- legal? Well, yeah, because I think, like, for some reason, maybe there's so many layovers in Dublin or something, but they have a whole thing set up where you go through customs if you're going back to the U.S. Okay. in Dublin. They have you go into this specific terminal, which is just for people who went through customs. Okay. So then you don't have to do it when you get back. I don't know. I've never heard of it I before. Don't My that. parents thought I was crazy, but it was kind of nice because while I was very hangry and upset in Dublin when we did this, um, we landed back in the U.S. not having to go through customs. Yeah, you just was. get your bags and go. Lovely. So regardless, um... We get back and I realize the next day I'm like, I just had a feeling. I was like, I don't know where my passport is. And usually I can always like visualize things. And I'm like, remember putting this here. remember putting that there. When I couldn't visualize it, I was like, that's a problem. Because I usually, I'm not going to be like, the photographic memory. But I'm like pretty good at like remembering where everything is. So had a weird feeling. Check my purse wasn't there. And instantly I was like, oh, I, I don't have it. I just know. So I go through all my bags. I don't have it. Very upset. I like put in a claim with the airline, put in a claim with like Logan. I'm on the phone with people. They're like, we can't find it. It's lost all this shit. So took me a few days to finally come to terms with the fact that I don't have it. And then the next step was like getting a appointment set up, whatever. They were kind of being like mean. They're like, it's going to take eight to 10 weeks. Oh, sorry. I probably should have led with this. The reason why I actually care is because I'm going to London with my in family <laughs> in six weeks on November 8th. Um, it's like a family trip. It's Seven Michael. Weeks. Yeah. Michael <laughs> and my, my whole family. And it's like a, it's a pretty big trip that we're going on. So I normally wouldn't care. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put in for a new passport, but I literally you need, need it. it. Yeah. And the woman on the phone, she's like, it could take you 10 weeks to get it, even if you expedite it. So I'm like crying on the phone at work on Monday. And I'm like, I'm like, but I need it for my family trip. And like, if it doesn't come in, what am I going to do? And she's like, yeah, that's not really my problem. Like, I don't really know. Like, so mean. I'm at work Monday morning. I'm like literally hyperventilating, like having a panic attack. And of course, I'm talking to Michael and I'm like, I mess everything up. I'm such an idiot. Like, I don't know why I bother. I'm just like so like down on myself. And he's like, you need to relax. Like, we will figure this out. Just get an appointment to get your passports. I get an appointment. They're like, it was really hard to get one. Finally, like I'm able to go and get the appointment. They need me to get my birth certificate. So my mom drove all the way up to work and my dad too. They both come up. They take me out to lunch. It was so sweet. They give me my birth certificate. I'm like, okay, thank God. Things are falling into place. I might just be able to get this passport. So I go in today to get it during my lunch break. So I go in, I fill out the forms, the lost password form. I take the picture. He's like, okay, that's perfect. He's like, the last thing you need to do is pay. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. He's like, how are you paying? I'm like, card. He goes, debit card. I'm like, no, I only have credit cards. He goes, no. 
was like, what do you mean? No, he's like, oh, we don't, we don't accept credit cards. And I'm like, why? He goes, cause it's like the government and they're not going to wait 30 days for it. <laughs> and he's like, I need a debit card. I'm like, well, I don't have that. He's like, well, then you can't pay. He's like, do you have cash? I was like, no. He went, we went through everything. Like pictures were taken. He's like, I physically can't do any, anything else. Where, don't why don't you have a debit card? I didn't. I don't have a debit card on me. I don't know. I had two credit cards on oh, me. No. I, I didn't think that they wouldn't accept. Yeah. They never told me that up until the appointment. So I'm like starting to panic. And in my head, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let me just think. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, how about this? I can give you my debit card. Like I can type it in. He goes, no. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, how about this? My boyfriend will call and give you his debit card number. He goes, it has to be in person. I am like literally starting to panic. Like, sweat and I'm like I'm gonna have to make another appointment it's gonna be late now all this shit and then finally I'm like thinking I'm like how about Apple wallet he goes yeah I'm like well it's connected to my credit card he goes yeah no and then I'm like <laughs> what if I can put my boyfriend's debit card into my Apple wallet he goes that would work so I'm like on the phone with Michael trying to figure it out there's no service I'm like crying it was a whole mess anyways moral of the story don't be dumb and don't lose your passport because it is literally the most annoying did process. you pay yeah, with Michael's debit card, which is still attached to my Apple Wallet right now, which I probably should delete. No, never delete. Never delete. <laughs> never <that>. delete. <laughs> That's your debit uh, card now. It's just a mess, but it's okay. We'll okay, so now. I have faith it'll come in because when Mr. Man expedited his for St. John, like we ended up not even freaking needing it, but he got it in less than 10 weeks. Okay, well then, hoping for the best. All right, let's dive into... Drunkity deets. Okay, so last night was the MTV VMAs. That's Video Music Awards, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Music Awards. I, I love. It's my favorite awards, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm a music girly, but in VMA specifically, not like the Grammys. You're just like a huge VMAs girly. I would rather. I think it's more entertaining than the Grammys. I feel okay. like Grammys is too proper and like. That's true. Like, it's like fuck like the stuffy, academy. Stuffy academy. Stuff, yeah. Yes. Okay. So In Sync was reunited for the first time reunited. at the VMAs in ten years. Wow. All five band members. All five. I don't know if this is the reunion you were waiting for or not, but I know. Were you a In Sync girly or Backstreet Boys? I don't think I was either. <gasps> I think I was in Turkey when this was all like a thing. I'm like trying to remember. What were you? I I I want to say NSYNC just for the plot, but like I feel like I was more of a Backstreet girl. Yeah, I feel like Backstreet might have been my thing. Was NSYNC, NSYNC was Justin Timberlake, right? <sighs> I think it was. I should Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Clearly, I'm not a real fan. Clearly. But Taylor Swift was. Yes, she was. It was the cutest thing ever. She was losing her mind. She accepted like 10 awards last night, but I think it was the first, um, like it was the first time that they were presenting award that she accepted. So like she went up on stage to accept it. It was just the cutest thing ever. I don't know if this means NSYNC is going to get back together weirder things have happened in this industry so it's like you a just boy band know. like re- getting reunited era i feel like all these boy bands are kind of and i don't even know if that's true or if that's just something i said but i feel like it's i feel like it's true okay they were formed in 1995 wow so, so how literally old are like they? the year we were born oh my god yeah that's kind of cute how old are they now it's been 22 years. How old are we? 
Jesus Christ. Okay. I don't know how old that means they are, but like, okay, Justin Timberlake is 40 years old. Yeah. They're all in their 40s. That makes sense. Okay. But that was it. That's, that's cute. That's the deep. That's cute. it. They're reunited. Let's see what happens. Okay. Moving on to more sad things. This is not great for Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Have you heard the backlash that they're facing right now? I like I heard something about it. It's not great. So did you watch that 70s show growing up? Yes. Okay. So you know Hyde. He's the guy with like the curly like orangey hair. Yeah. So he goes by the name of Danny Masterson and trigger warning. Um, he is a convicted rapist. This is not alleged. He is serving time. The court case has already been all done and everything. And this happened a while ago. Yeah. This happened in 2003 and he was found guilty this past May. So there was three girls that spoke up and they so he was or is a part of Scientology. And so these three girls that spoke up were also a part of the church of Scientology. Not that that has really anything to do with anything, but, um, maybe it does or maybe it does. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Um, they spoke up and I guess one of the girls was dismissed. I'm not really sure why I didn't really follow this case. I had no idea that he was even like in court with all this stuff until, Ashton Kutcher and Mila were literally writing notes, like basically like praising him, like trying to get the judge to like either lessen his sentence or whatever it was. But like basically like the things that they were writing, like Mila Did went on seem to like say two people who are just like blinded by like, you know, when like you think like, oh, my friend, like they're in denial, like in denial. Did it sound like that or what were they saying? So Mila was saying like how he was such an amazing friend, a confidant, and above all, an outstanding older brother figure to me. And then Ashton was saying how he does not believe Danny is an ongoing harm to society and that um, I guess Danny has a nine-year-old daughter. It would be um, an injustice in and of itself for his daughter to grow up without a father, which, you know, I think his daughter would be better off not being raised I by was a just, rapist. I was just thinking that. Like... I don't know. Do we think it's good for a rapist to raise a child? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, But this honestly made me think differently of Ashton and Mila, which is really unfortunate because I feel like for the most part, other than, I feel like every time you hear about Ashton and Mila in the news, it's for either like praising them on them, like being such a cute couple or it's like, okay, yeah, like we don't bathe our kids every day. Like they have some weird weird tendencies. But it's all like, oh, they were each other's first kiss on that yeah, like, show. It's they never that. have negative publicity until now. Interesting. And it honestly does make me think differently of them a little bit. I mean, I don't know if they were paid to do this. I don't know if they genuinely feel bad. I mean, this did happen a long time ago. So I don't know if they're trying to like forgive him. And like by doing so, they want to like help him. But I think he deserves to. The only situation which I can see what they did being even not even not even okay but even like i guess somewhat like i don't even want to say understandable but where i could see someone doing this is if you're truly in denial and truly believe someone was innocent like i think if someone told me tomorrow that like you killed someone well i guess i guess i'd be like maybe i don't know okay <laughs> but like if Someone told me that someone that I really, really loved and care about committed a crime, like something atrocious, 
that I could never see them doing. And I was like so in denial. I was like, there is literally no way. And I'm like willing to advocate for them, like put everything on the line to like prove their innocence. Maybe people, you know, can be in denial about people that they love. But like even then, I, I don't think, <laughs> I think if there are women coming forward saying, more than one woman coming forward saying that, you know, there was sexual abuse, I don't think that you should be getting involved in like pleading their case and trying to say it's an injustice. There are people put into prison every day for crimes that they didn't commit who also have families. Like just because this person is a celebrity, oh, and he has a daughter, like there are people who have daughters every single day who suffer from really, really bad things that happen to them. So I just feel like sometimes it's a little entitled to be like, oh, well, this person has a daughter. Well, a lot of people have daughters mm -hmm. and your friend shouldn't be exempt from suffering punishment from an atrocious crime that he committed just because he has a child. A lot yeah. of people have children. It's just like, it's it's just very, like <clears throat> that also just really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, and I, I think like, I, I don't think that what like Mila said is probably wrong. I think he probably was an amazing friend to Mila, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he did horrible things to other women. So yeah. for her to sit there and write a note yeah. and probably proofread it and read it back to herself a couple of times and then she's like, here, here, judge. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, because it, it doesn't sound like either of them said, oh, we don't, like he didn't do this. It was more like, oh, well, he might've done this, but he's a, he was a great friend to me and he has a kid. So maybe that's not what they said. I didn't, I can't, this is alleged. So I didn't read the letters. So I can't 100% speculate on what they said. Either way, it, the fact that a letter was even written, it I don't know. Yeah, I think it's sad. And we, we say this almost every single week, but it's like the whole idea of don't meet your heroes. Don't put people on a pedestal. People will let you down. And if you're going to put anyone on a pedestal, please don't make it a celebrity. Mm -mm. They're all so weird. Like there is something off about every single one of them. And it's like me. I know that there's going to come a day. I don't want this. You know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what day I'm just thinking about like, you know, the one celebrity couple that I truly love Ryan Reynolds, Blake, I knew you were gonna say Blake Lively. Like, you know what? Maybe no, I'm not even going to say that there's something up with them. I just like, you, you think can't, there's something up? no, there probably, there probably oh. isn't. I think they're great. I'm just saying like, like what did you hear? You can't put any of these celebrities on this like pedestal. Like they're just so cute. They're so perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Because there's always some like weird shit that's like lurking under the surface with all of them. Yeah. Speaking of weird shit with celebrities. Our girl, Raquel, Rachel, whatever you want to call her, Rachel Levis just celebrated her 29th birthday. For those of you that don't know who she is, she's from Vanderpump Rules. She is the homewrecker um, with Tam Sandoval. Did I just call him Tam? Tam. Tom. Tam. <laughs> Tam. <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't deserve the respect of calling him by his correct name. Oh. Tom Sandoval. Um he ended up commenting on, okay, she goes by Rachel now. I don't know. I'm going to go with Raquel. Her Instagram post, she posted for her birthday and he said, happy birthday, Rachel. I really hope you're finding peace and happiness. Miss you, friend. And so for those of you that don't know, um, Tom cheated on his girlfriend of like a bajillion years with Raquel. Um, and obviously the whole internet and the world blew up over this. And they haven't been like talking at all. She's been away at some like mental health facility. She just got out a couple weeks um, ago or whatever. Because like she was being cyber bullied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, and maybe she finally like felt guilty and remorse, hopefully um, yeah. for what she did to her best friend. Um, 
But she basically did not like him reaching out. And I will say, I do think it's odd. I think you don't need to comment on her Instagram photo. Text her. You know Call what? her. Yes. That is, I think, what gets me because, yeah, sure. Like, it takes two to tango. She made, she made a mistake, too. But there is a weird, like, I wonder if there was something insidious a little bit in what he did. Because to your point, if you care about someone, like, you can text up her or phone. call. Yeah. Him commenting on her photo, he knows the whole world's going to see that. Mm-hmm. And it's now going to open up this wound and she's going to get attacked more because of it. So I feel like she probably saw that as, like, a maybe as, like, something he did that wasn't super nice. Yeah, like, it wasn't genuine. Words, even though his words were nice. Yeah. yeah. So she ended up blocking him over this. And then she screenshotted his profile blocked, posted it to her Instagram story, and put a like a gif over it saying okay bye and he obviously didn't like this his little fragile ego was bruised and so he was at the premiere of special forces and he had an interview with extra and he was basically saying i think it's a little thirsty and immature but you know she is who she is like that's just like rachel and i was like what like why is she thirsty and immature like if you're gonna publicly comment something she's allowed to publicly like obviously like she might Like, that wasn't the best thing to do, but she's allowed to publicly clap back and be like, nope, I'm not putting up with this. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, I I don't think it's thirsty. I I don't think she did that for attention because she's not the one that started this. He is. Yeah. um, I think that obviously, like, her posting a screenshot of it was to, like, prove to the world, like, I'm not into it. Like, I'm over it or whatever. I guess he can think it's immature. Maybe it was immature, but honestly, like... Not to make excuses for her is what she did was very wrong. But when the full force of the internet is coming at you like that, I can't even imagine. So I feel like she's probably like, how do I put myself in a position to show the world? Like, I'm not interested in this. I blocked him. I'm moving on. I'm over it. I'm not I'm not engaging. I'm not entertaining this. So that she can probably just stop getting like death threats. Like, I'm sure that's a big part of it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So I, I really didn't like what he, it just made me hate him even more. Um, what are your thoughts on blocking people? Um, I think it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, I don't have anyone blocked that I can remember, maybe from like high school. I don't know, maybe I should probably look, but there are I, some girls out there who are like blocked, 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 like fight with my boyfriend, blocked him, like fight with my friend, blocked, like unblocked, but it's like constant. Oh, back then? No, even now, oh, no. I feel like there's girls I know, like the blocking is like that's part of who they are. Oh, no. Part of their personality, where it's like my boyfriend and I got into a fight, blocked him, like unblocked him, blocked this guy I was talking to, unblocked. Like it's like, oh, I think if you're blocking your time. boyfriend, in this day and age, like you need to reevaluate because we shouldn't be in relationships that are that toxic anymore. Um, but I, I, I don't think blocking is super necessary unless like it's for like safety. I agree. You know what? I think that block is some people make the argument of like, well, sometimes there's people that like, you don't want to see them anymore. It's painful or yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually think that if you're really over something, you're not blocking them. Right. I get unfollowing. Yeah. I do get that. Like if I, my boyfriend breaks up with me and I'm heartbroken, I don't want to see him with a new girl, like unfollow him. I think that's totally fine. And maybe even you can do the feature where he no longer follows you. Like you can like click for that to happen. I think that's fine. I think that's healthy. It's like, I don't want to see you. I also don't necessarily think you should, you know, be able to see my posts anymore. We're moving on. 
Is that the same as blocking? No. No, blocking is different. Like, you can unfollow someone and never see their stuff ever again. But to feel the need to block them, again, unless they're, like, reaching out to you incessantly and they won't stop and you're, like, either, like, this person's annoying or I'm freaked out by them or anything like that. Like, if you have an ex-boyfriend who doesn't get a hint and you want to block them so that you physically can't receive their messages, I think that's fair. Yeah. That's the exception. But if you're blocking to be, like, oh, like, I just don't want to see them anymore or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that you're almost, I don't know if you're doing it to kind of like make them feel like, haha, like I blocked you. Like, what are you going to do about it? And like make them, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. It's like definitely some sort of like game playing though. Yes. But I actually make, think sure. it does the opposite effect that you want it to. If I were to go on like an ex's profile and see that he blocked me, I'm like, oh, he like he couldn't he handle. He clearly cares. Yeah. If you're putting the effort to block someone, it's because you care. Like that is how I feel about it. And I feel like it makes you like, Oh, you lost. <laughs> I will say Not that like that should be the mindset, but now that I think about it, another reason to block someone though, like you have to be like really down bad. I feel like to block someone because when you block someone, like if they like, you know how now you can see when someone likes another one's post, like it'll be like the first three, it'll be like liked by so-and-so and like, you'll see like little profile pictures on Instagram. Oh Yeah. When you block someone, I'm pretty sure like that goes away. And like if they comment on like, let's say you have mutual friends and like they comment on their like photo, uh, like you, you won't see, see that. Like blocked. you won't see any activity from so them. So I guess if you're like in the same, like maybe friend group where you have a lot of mutual friends and you don't want to see yeah. anything that like they're out posting, of sight, out of mind. You don't want to see like liked by your ex and like right. 50 other people or whatever on someone's post. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I guess I could see that. I still think it's like, there, are, there are some girls that are like, oh, I have these like 10 guys blocked. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, are you signaling to them like that you care and that you right. blocked them for a reason? I don't know. And then you like want to unblock them every couple of weeks to see if they check notice. It, check it on them. <laughs> or check in on them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm cu- is there a way where you can see who's blocked you? Like an app? Oh. I think that'd be a fun app to have. Like, I want to see if any. There are apps. I used to have one back in the day when I was toxic. The unfollow apps. Oh, I was so petty Wait, with it. I, I would unfollow have, people immediately. I used to have the unfollow apps or an unfollow app. I got it in junior year of college. Someone told me about it. They're like, oh, you can totally check. And it's one of those things that like many things when you're younger, where you're like, this is such a good idea. And then. You don't realize what's going to do to your mental health. No, all of a sudden so you're like mean. this girl, like I thought we were friends. We haven't talked in a year. And all of a sudden she's unfollowing me. And all of a sudden in your head, you're like, does she like hate my content? Does she think I'm stupid? Does she like hate? Like you're in your head about this person. I'm following you. And I'm like, why? Like, why do I care so much? I feel like that doesn't outweigh. Like if someone's unfollowing me, like I'm so pretty to the point where it's like, nope, goodbye. I want to get oh, out. Okay. Like, like, yes, it might hurt my feelings to know that someone unfollowed me, but like it would hurt me more to know that I'm still, that they still oh, think that I'm following them. Oh, the satisfaction. I know. <laughs> but like sometimes I wonder like, why do we care so much? And it's like not. I think it's human nature to crave we, a little validation. I agree. But then it's like oftentimes I'm like, why am I craving validation from this person? I haven't talked to yeah, in five shouldn't. years and graduated college and moved to Oklahoma. Like, why do I need their validation? I don't even we know. Don't. They don't even know me anymore. But like for some reason it bothers me. Because we just want to be liked. So I we just want to be liked. But I, like all those apps had to delete because I, yeah. I think I had it for probably like six months. And I was like, I'm getting crazy with this. Oh, I had it for like six years. I got to be done. <laughs> I gotta be done. Well, I think I was just, it was, 
actually making me kind of upset. And now I have yeah. no idea like who follows me and who doesn't follow me. So, I, but I do want to know about the blocked. Like that, that would just would be, be more so interesting because I'm like, I'm curious. I'm sure there is somewhere in the dark web and you just got to pay for it. Yes. But speaking of, I guess, like caring, like caring about other people, other people's actions. So last week we talked a lot about, you know, the importance of not wishing you know, bad things upon others. So like not wishing for people's downfalls. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to last week's episode because this is kind of going to be kind of like a part two to that. Where's um, the love? Yeah, so you talked about, you know, the situation that happened at Burning Man and all these people that just really hated these rich people so much to the point where they're like, I hope you die. Like I have no remorse, for, like I have no sympathy for you, like all this stuff. So oftentimes how like when you're feeling that way, it's because maybe there's some like void in your life or you're not feeling happy with your situation. And because of that, you're really like angry, nasty, and just like not wanting good things upon other people. So wanted to kind of follow that up this week because something that I think is equally as important that we really didn't dive into too much is more of a general concept of really, you know, not, not only not wishing bad upon others, but not giving someone else you know, power over you, not letting your thoughts, your actions, like how you feel, like how you live your life be dictated by what other people do. And I feel like a lot of times it's super subtle. Like we just talked about with, you know, I'm sitting there wondering why Angie three, five, seven, you know, unfollowed me on Instagram two years ago. And that might seem like silly, but other times it can be really big. And Someone makes a comment. Someone says something. I have an emotional response. I'm welled up with anger. I have an it's a outburst. waste of energy. I'm, you know, just riddled with like anger and it sticks with me. And then it turns into resentment and bitterness. And all of a sudden years of my life go by and I'm just filled with this bitterness still. So I think a lot of times, a lot of us, myself included, it's like an ongoing struggle where I'm trying to figure out how do I let go and not give people this power? Because it's so, so, so tempting to live life, you know, filled with like anger and and bitterness towards other people and what they said and what they did. I think it's definitely easier said than done and something that kind of comes with age, like maturity and just practice. Cause I feel like you can say like, okay, I'm not going to care. I'm not going to care. Right. But until you actually mean it, like your subconscious is still going to be bothered. Yes, that's so true. And to be 100% unbothered by like anything or anyone. So like I don't I don't know anyone that's 100% unbothered. Like no. I think we can all strive to be better every day at, you know, taking things with a grain of salt and just focusing on yourself, but like I just said, like we all sometimes crave validation and crave whatever it is that you crave. So when, you know, people are not giving you what it is like it's it's easy to take it to heart it's so true and I think it's interesting because you know no we're never gonna 100% get there right like we are humans and we talked about a few weeks ago we're flawed we're not perfect people are gonna say shit and it's gonna bother you but I do think that there have been so many times in my life where I've just given other people unknowingly so much power over me. And the interesting thing is that in the moment, you don't think that you're doing that. In the moment, you know, a friend made a comment that really bothered me or someone said something and it really pissed me off. And in the moment, like me, you know, getting into a huge fight with them or me like going and like talking shit about them to all my friends, like it felt like that was me 
reclaiming my power or being strong or being courageous. But really what what that really did was it made me more angry. It affected my mental health. It made me not have good relationships. It turned things like toxic in my head. And really what that did was like it gave this other person all this power. So now not only have they done something to upset me, but I've decided to let it continue to upset me. And I think that, um, you know, over the years, I've kind of realized that I'm not going to be able to decide what people are going to do to me, but I can decide like how I react and like what my response is going to be. And I think what made me kind of think of this is that over the weekend, I had something like this kind of happen. So I was with a big group of people and someone that I'm not super close with, but let's say they're like in a, you know, in a group of people that I associate with, they made a comment. And I, I know I told you what the comment is. I'm not going to say it on here, but they said something like super, I don't know, not cool. Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up. <clears throat> not I'll cool. say it. You don't have to. I'll say they it They said you. something about me that wasn't cool. And it was like kind of an uncomfortable, uncomfortable thing to say. I think, I don't know if they were trying to be like funny or silly or relatable or I have no idea, but they said it. Definitely. There was like a split second where it rubbed me the wrong way. And actually some of my other friends texted me about it later being like, that was really messed up. Like, how are you doing? I'm sorry. And in that moment, like, I think I, I actually like thought back to like so many times in my life where I would have heard that what they said. And I would have just completely like, turned off like not not knowing what to said like almost like shriveled up into a little ball and sat in the corner for the rest of the night by myself like just in my head not being able to get over just how hurt I was how I felt about what they said and just like you know not being able to engage with anyone and probably just would have honestly ruined my entire night like by what they said and I decided not to do that and instead I just to be honest I let it roll off and I didn't you know, validate what they said by any means, but I, I changed the subject and I moved on to something else and I went ahead with it. And one of my friends was texting me about it later and she was like, I'm surprised you didn't say anything because she was so used to me a few years ago and every second I was like a bulldog like fighting for myself, fighting for my friends. And I'm like, I'm fighting for like justice. I want people to know when they're in the wrong. And I told her, I was like, listen, it took so, so many years to realize this, but me you know, sitting there and harboring all this like anger towards like what was said about me or, you know, whatever in that situation, it would have just ended up resulting in me getting more pissed and like me getting, you know, more irritable. And it would have ruined my night and my time over something that someone else said. So I realized that like people are always going to say shit that pisses you off. People are always going to do things that make you upset. People are going to hurt you and they're going to say things and you can't control what happens to you. All you can control is your response. And that doesn't mean that like you let people continue with their behavior. Like I think there are some people, if they're going to say things that like are really hurtful, you stop engaging with them. Like you don't put, you cut them out or not saying cut them out of your life. If it's someone you love, obviously maybe you give them some more chances and you tell them that what they did was hurtful. But I think there's some people that it's like, you don't need to give them the satisfaction or even like see an emotional response out of you. You can decide, all right, I'm going to move on. And now I know that this person can't be trusted and that's okay. I think the whole thing of being unbothered, I think there's two parts to it. I think it's internal and external. So, so in that scenario, like you were externally unbothered mm-hmm. by just changing the subject and moving on, not making it into a big deal in that yes. moment or at all. Um, but internally, 
I don't want to speak to for you, but like internally, you were probably a bit bothered, even if it was for a nanosecond. Yeah, for but a nanosecond. The, but the difference is, like you said, you didn't let it ruin your whole night. Exactly. And I think that's that's important to note because we're not emotionless robots. Like that's not when when I say be unbothered, I mean I don't mean don't feel because we're all true. humans and we're gonna feel emotions. And also like it's not good to not feel. Like yeah, I think we don't we want to be numb. Months ago, where I was like, I went through a period where I didn't feel anything, and right. that's that's not good either. No, yeah, like you so, you don't want to be point. numb, but you want to you want like you're allowed to feel your feelings, but don't throw a pity party and don't let it ruin your day, your month, your year, your life because yes. Uh, it's it's insane. Like if you think of our lifetime as like literally money, like, okay, you want to be sad for an hour. Are they worth $60 a dollar a minute of you being right? sad? Like put it into terms of like money. Cause I don't know. I like money <laughs> and it's just like not worth it. It's yes. literally not worth it. Like you cannot change the fact that she said what she said, like, so what are, what are we going to do about it? Like nothing? Yeah. Okay, so let's not let it affect your night. You you learned a lesson. You learned that you can't trust her or whatever. You want, might want to keep distance. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So, so true. That's a really good point you just next. made. Because I think that's, that's actually crucial. And that's something I was thinking about too is that I think what I'm saying isn't like, oh, you know, be heartless. And I think there's a lot out there that's like, be a badass, heartless. You don't need anyone. No, that's not no. what I'm trying to say. We all have emotions. And once someone says something to, to upset you, like you're going to have an emotional trigger response right off the bat. Like that is pretty standard for all of yeah. us, right? Like it's a fight or flight. Like you're going to have an emotional response. I think what I'm trying to say is that like part of, I think maturing, like as you go through the years and by no means am I mature at all. I have emotional responses that I run with all the time. So this is an ongoing struggle, but what I realized is that going with that first emotion, like if your first emotion is like anger or if your first emotion is sadness and you just like run with that and you let that consume you, it's going to like end up hurting you more than it's going to do anything else. So taking a second, like sitting on that emotion and being like, wow, how did that comment just make me feel? You know what? It made me feel a little bit um, uncomfortable, a little bit honestly embarrassed and a little bit sad. Okay. That sucks. Like those are shitty feelings. But if I if I continue to allow myself to feel that way for the rest of the night, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, like I'm I'm really just hurting myself. And I can decide, you know, I'm feeling this in the second and that and that's shitty. But you know what I'm also gonna decide to do is I'm gonna decide to let go. And honestly, they said what they said. I don't know their intentions. I don't know why they did it, but like I'm gonna decide that for myself and like for my piece. I'm going to let it go and I'm going to move on. And obviously the scenario I'm talking about, it wasn't like the end of the world detrimental, right? Like if like my, you know, sister said something really hurtful to me, I'm sure it would take a lot longer for me to be able to process and move on. But I think that like processing period, like giving your, your brain time to process before you decide what to do next is really important. And then giving yourself the ability to let go because I've gotten into a lot of fights in my life I've, again, like I've tried to like seek vengeance, especially like for myself or the, my loved ones. I wanted to put people in their place. I wanted to like hold grudges and tell people when they were in the wrong. But I can honestly say that the day I woke up and decided to seek like feeling peace over feeling like the satisfaction of being right 
piece every single time. Like that is a way better feeling than it is to be like, haha, I won that fight. Like I won that argument. It's, it's really not as good as, as it seems like it might be. I have a lot of regrets in life, but I will say majority of them come from the times where I am piss out of my mind, anger or sad. Yeah. And it's, and it's times where it's like, that's not even who I am. And it's like, you let your emotions take over you and it's, and it's not worth it at the end of the day. And you always end up feeling like so regretful, right? Yeah. Like there are so many times I've gone into almost like weird, like anger spiral, like moments where you almost like you feel like you can't even control it. I always regret it. There's never been a time that I've been like, wow, I'm really glad that I responded that way. Like, I'm really glad that I had that reaction because now not only are you like upset about what the other person did to you, but now you're upset at yourself because you're like, I can't believe I reacted that way. It's, it's the worst feeling. It is. And it's taken me a long time. I feel like I would go from, ugh, it was so bad. If you knew me in high school or even college, like I'm sorry, I'm not that same person. <laughs> I would literally go from zero to a hundred and be mad. And honestly, majority of that time, it wasn't even two people. It was just by myself. Yeah. And I just think about the nights that I've wasted with negative emotions. Yeah. And it's like, but why? Like, why am I letting a boy like yeah. make me feel that type of way it's yeah. insane oh if we have any young listeners listening to this like if you're Don't, in college yeah. like it is not worth it you no. probably won't even see this person again like in a year yeah. they'll probably not even be in your life well sometimes i think about too because i think there's there's two different types of people that we're talking about here and the first is like people that you that you love you care about maybe saying something to upset you and that's a very different situation where like I do think you should tell them cuts hey deeper like if you did something to really upset me or you said something that really hurt my feelings I do think that in that situation I again I should process my emotions I shouldn't react based off emotions but I do think I should tell you hey like Abby you did this it hurt me whatever because you deserve that as someone that I love to know that you upset me right now if you keep doing that thing I think I have the right to then, you know, distance myself and be like, all right, clearly this person is hurting my feelings, but also isn't, you know, willing to change. So they must not value me that much. I think the second type of person that we're talking about, and I think the point I'm getting at here is there are some people in your life that like, you might not even like them. Like they might be like a coworker that you don't even really like. You kind of just tolerate. And then, you know, they say something to piss you off and you're like upset about it all week. You don't even like that person. And you're giving that person power over you. Like you're living your life, waking up every day in a bad mood, you know, pissed off, not wanting to talk to anyone. Like you're just like in the worst mood ever because of someone that you don't even like. You're giving someone that you don't even really care for power over how you dictate and live your life. And like, don't give anyone else power. Yeah. Like I literally had to wake up one day and be like, Shannon, and everyone has like, you know, different situations and I'm, I'm not telling anyone else they have to do this, but I had to look in the mirror and be like, Shannon, you are not a victim. I was literally just thinking of you that. have the ability to take control of your life. It like, you cannot control what happens to you. You cannot control what people do to you, what people say to you. You have the power to decide what you want to do about it. Like the only things you have control over in this life are your, you know, your reactions, your thoughts, your feelings, your, you know, the way that you live your life, the actions that you take. So why go ahead and hand that power over to someone else? Like Shannon, you take that control. No one else can do that for you. No one. You can go to therapy. You can have the best group of friends. You can great family. 
No one can do that for you. You have to decide that you want to take control of your life. And I think that's really, really important and honestly empowering because that's where the real power is. The real power isn't from getting into a fight and proving someone wrong. The real power is being like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. Not, and that doesn't make me weak. That doesn't make me a pushover. That means that like, I'm going to take control of my life and I'm going to decide to live my life in a peaceful, like joyful way. And like, I'm not going to let other people and what they say dictate how I live my life. I think it can be extremely draining emotionally when you have someone in your life that is always playing the victim and that they have a victim mentality. Yeah. Because if you have a friend, let's say it could be, it could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be whoever. If you have someone like in your life actively that is always like in arguments, like losing friends, can't keep a boyfriend or girlfriend, can't keep a job because they can't get along with their boss or their coworkers, whatever it is. Those are the type of people that have victim mentality and think that like, Everything is, everyone's out to get them. Yeah. Everything is personal. And in order to be unbothered, like they they can't have that mentality. And so I, I think if you do have someone in your life like that, you kind of have to distance yourself because misery loves company and energy is so powerful. Yeah. You could feed, like they could feed off of you. Such a good point. And you're going to be miserable just by association. I completely agree with you. And I also think if you're listening to this and you are that person, like there is hope because I've been there. Same. You've been there too. Like we all have. Like I went through a period in my life where I genuinely believed that things just went badly for me. And I was like, oh, I can't catch a break. And it felt like it was one thing after another thing. I was just sitting there feeling so sorry for myself every single day. I was like, just another thing wrong. And like, you know what, maybe I literally was like, maybe I'm just like a cursed person. I, I literally said that out loud and like the audacity, like I have so like, I have so many, like I'm so blessed in so many ways, but it just goes to show it doesn't really matter who you are, or like what you have going for you. Or like, if you're, you know, in a relationship, not in a relationship, it doesn't matter. Like if you want to, I've felt, I've spent so many years feeling that way and just feeling like, Oh, like, this person got this opportunity over me. This person got that. And I was just so bitter and full of resentment and feeling bad for myself. And I understand that some people have it way harder than others. And I'm not trying to take away from that at all. But I'm just saying that like you having that mindset, you're really just hurting yourself more. If you can decide and it's not going to happen overnight, but day by day, I'm going to take back that power. Like my mom would always tell me this. And I just like, I love it. She's like, Shannon, you are more than a conqueror. Like you are more than a conqueror. Like say it out loud, scream it. And I do like sometimes when I'm driving to work in the morning, I'm like, you are more than a conqueror. Like you're going to conquer this day. Like you've got this, you know, instead of like feeling bad for myself, I'm like, you got this. And it's really, really hard to get there. But once you do, like it is so much better of a feeling. It's crazy. Um, But I guess like back to the, um, you know, giving other people power and the resentment and everything. I heard this quote a a long time ago and it always stuck with me. And I think it's really interesting. And it's that resentment or anger is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. I think that is just so true. That's like how many times in your life have you just sat there just so boiled with like, Oh, I just hate this person. I just can't stand them. I can't look at them. I, I hate their face. But like, that's not, you're not hurting them. They're fine. They're living their life. They're probably just like, you know, walking around, not even thinking about you. And you're feeling that way. You're literally just like, you know, killing yourself by doing that. So just stop. (laughs) 
and just let it go. Stop, Patty. And I feel like the other part of that is is forgiveness, which I think we're going to touch on a little bit next week because I don't think we have time for it this week. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's the other key to it too. Well, very well said. I love that quote. Resentment is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Yeah. We've all tried it. (laughs) We have. (laughs) Plot twist, it doesn't work. No. It don't work. No, it's it's miserable and it's not miserable for them. Yeah, very true. Well, baddies, that's all we have for you this week. We will be back next week. But in the meantime, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us on TikTok. It's at drinksafterwork no underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, join our private Facebook group. It's linked in our IG bio. Just click on the Hoobie link. Become a Boston body today. Become a Boston body today. We love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye.